the you kind of like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet o fish or the Big Mac, and he says, I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> like this guy meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Hey, we're back with another Bald Move TV. I said we're going to have more. Joining me in the studio, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm uh, being joined by my partner in podcasting, Jim Jones, and my partner in life, Cecily. Hi. Uh, yeah, back-to-back popes. Didn't know you are getting back-to-back, because we didn't know we are getting back-to-back popes. <laughs> yeah, weird. Weird. Why do you think they're dropping so two episodes back-to-back? I heard to back? that in the European broadcast, this was aired as one ginormous episode, mm. which makes sense because it sets up... As someone on the forums po- pointed out, it sets up this like nice bookend where you have this scenario where the Pope in his dream gives this right. speech that everybody just thinks is amazing. Parts the clouds. He delivers yeah. this message of unity. And then in the end, he actually does this really hateful, <laughs> the complete shitty speech that makes everybody feel bad. And then he brings thunder and lightning. Yeah. So like, I think that's – but I don't know why they just didn't do that. Like just bear, just air it, air it back to back at HBO for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. They they usually push the format, especially since they spin. Like I would almost say, like, well, maybe they're just trying to dump, but they don't think H, uh, the the young pope is going to be anything. But like, man, they really heavily advertise this, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they just, they just fucked it up. Uh, what's everybody think? Like, let's, let's gauge the the, the pulse uh, of the room. What's everybody think of the second episode of the young pope? Very good. Very very good. Yeah, very no. good. Uh, very, 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 very good. It's very good. good. It's good. good. Very good. Very good. All right. So that's the <laughs> podcast. We'll see you guys for episode three. Uh, real talk. I significantly like this less. I think it really? downshifted for me too. Uh, oh, maybe. I I can see where you're coming from, but. I don't know about significantly. It, I think, I think it, it was from like uh, this fantastical thing with all these dreams and and strange imagery in the first episode to this episode. We're seeing a lot of people's failings and uh, Pope Lenny's insecurities. Yeah, and yeah. He's becoming more of a real person and less of yeah. a caricature. Right. Uh, so that's Pavlov's Bell yeah, is the person that, that, that mentioned it, the bookending nature of the way it was supposed to be aired, and I I guess. If I'm a showrunner and I want to have that bookend effect in the first two hours, um, you got to do it this way. But I found it hard to understand why Lenny would alienate everyone, including Sister Mary, which I thought that was going to be the central conceit of the show. The show, the fact that you know Sister Mary is going to have her allegiances tested, and Lenny's going through this voyage, and she's not going to be sure who to back. But like, she found that the Cardinal Moleface has. A son or a relative or just a patron that is this disabled boy that he's spending all of his time at and that affected her and then Lenny decided to just be a dick to her for no good reason. Mm-hmm. I I think he thinks that she's conspiring against him or something like that. There's definitely But he went from self doubt there. Well he unlimited to, trust in her in the first episode to this. Well, he got a report from what's his name, the confessional friar uh-huh. who said she was visiting this person in his room the uh brother type character and that sh- when she talks to other people she refers to them as we which yeah no i mean really i really upset him i'm not saying they didn't it was a completely out of left field i'm just saying it it, it happens so quickly it makes me think that lenny is a lot more unstable 
than I would suppose. Like a, a man that that's unstable. How I'm even more curious at how he got to be Pope. Well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out his motivations, and that's part of the show. You know, he he hides everything from everyone. Um, but I think one thing was clear to me while watching it is that he didn't like the fact that people were questioning his authority by by including Mary and and you know her including herself in this popedom, this popeship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he just immediately squashed that. Mm-hmm. Like people were talking, people were saying, "Oh, Mary's part of the the, the popehood here." The good ship uh, lollipop. Let's see how. Yeah, I'm gonna see how many other ways I can call them a pope type unit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pope unit. <laughs> uh, but so he, so that's why he had this kind of super fast flip flop is because he wanted to just make sure everyone knew. And I think it's it's dumb of him. I think oh, people yeah. people are going to realize. Oh, he obviously has his spies here in the Vatican. And we need to figure out who those are, and we need to watch what we say around people. Like, Voyello or whatever his name is, Mole Man, is, is <laughs> going to figure out who he can and can't talk to, and the Pope's going to have a harder time controlling him. Or yeah, even fucking I, I him. like how they developed his character, because, you know, clearly now, you know, as he's, he's begging for forgiveness from the disabled kid about what he's going to have to do to save the church. Yeah. But, but I totally understandable, because Lenny giving that speech is just... I was shocked that, I mean, I kind of knew it was going to be something crazy, but I was kind of mm-hmm. shocked at how poor it was. The speech it, itself, It almost yeah. came across as like, you know, because the Card- Cardinal Mole Man, I thought, wrote, from what little I could tell, a speech that was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he threw that out. Right. Even Sister Mary begrudgingly agreed that it was really well-written speech, so he just needed to buck both of them. I think right. so. And then yeah. him begging was it a genuine attempt to beg spencer to write his speech for him because he knew it would have the tone that he wanted and then when spencer said go fuck yourself now he's left with his own thoughts which 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 are are terrifying which are terrifying and not particularly artfully delivered because i'm sure there's a way you could do a fire and brimstone pope speech without it seeming like it's just like i might it's it's not just that it was bad in content it was bad in form and i think that's intentional but then i'm left because mm-hmm. i thought i was watching a show where this guy's going to be this flamboyant manipulative supremely in control little finger type pope i think you are though mm-hmm. i think you're watching that show i just think the consequence of him hiding everything from the public like his his image he has no public image right. just doesn't exist is that he doesn't know how to talk to the public huh so like he can deal with people one-on-one and he can manipulate them and and knows how to figure them out, but as when a mass, as the public, the whole... he's no fucking clue what he's right. doing. That's an interesting, but that's interesting thought. I don't need to process that. But what honestly, the whole thing with the speech and some of the other stuff um, came across as like in an episode or season one of House of Cards when Francis had that scandal where he got called out on the education thing and he oh, started yeah. doing the ABC talk and it just <laughs> right. like there's a way to write a politician having genuine meltdown and a, a public embarrassment moment. That's not the way to do it. And I felt like there is a way to write this guy. Doing the things that I think they're there, I think they're wanting, but they could be doing something else with it. I just felt like it was a particularly poor way and so inartful. And since 90% of why I'm watching the show is the artistry of it, it, it kind of it, it brought me up short. I mean, I okay, contrast that with like, and also like, 
I was really unprepared for his dealings with uh, who would you say the, the uh, James Cromwell Spencer Spencer Cardinal Pig um, Cardinal, Cardinal Babe <laughs> Cardinal Cochran there you go uh, I, I just felt like him just flipping over into this wounded little boy act which I'm not even sure of as an act mm-hmm. like he genuinely seems like there is some psychological wounds there and then the judo flip they did on Sister Mary where the redhead kid comes in and calls her Sister Mary and she goes nah call me ma what the yeah. hell <laughs> yeah I don't know I honestly don't know Especially since that seems like he would be the most favored child, but he seems to be, pardon the expression, the redheaded stepchild of this the relationship. He's she he's gotten shunted off to the side for some reason. Well, are, I mean, you're on board with this not being his biological mom, right? Yes. Okay. Clearly. All right. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to be sure about that because. And there again, there's another piece of symmetry that they set up. So you know, it, it's it's this this whole two episode set is like this kind of winding dance right. around each other, right. and you find out, oh, her her actual son is this other guy who I thought might have been Woody Harrelson in the first episode, where you mm-hmm. see him from a distance out mm-hmm. walking. Uh, yeah. Speaking of corrections. I have a correction to make. Hmm. This guy, this laughing guy, not hmm. from the Big Lebowski. No. Oh, really? <laughs> not from the Big Lebowski. Okay. No, no. He just has a funny laugh, huh? He just has, like, the same laugh, yeah. Wait a second. You said Sister Mary's actual child. You think the... Yeah, the redheaded kid. Is her real child? Because she tells him to call her mom. I, oh, I don't know. No, no. Wait a second. <laughs> By the intrinsive property, you cannot <laughs> say... <laughs> you cannot make that conclusion from the inverse of <laughs> these, the previous statement. But it it became clear to me at some point, and I can't remember the exact words they used, but it became clear to me that this was her actual son. They both viewed Linny as family, but family was uh, but Linny was not an actual like biological son, maybe adopted. He's like a Tom Hagen. Yeah, yeah, okay. that sort of thing. Huh. Yeah, I don't That's know what to think about that. I got because it's funny because I had the opposite reaction. I'm like, oh well, this is entirely a metaphor, or there, <laughs> oh boy, there, there's actually something because, like, why would you have a? Why would she take in a kid that's her actual child in a nunnery in a? Well, not a nunnery in an orphanage. <laughs> sounds like my argument to you last episode. <laughs> I well, I know I'm confused too at this. I know. Point. Yeah. I, I'm. It's I, a compli- complicated thing. Yeah, um, I do like the idea. The the Pope is trying to be like cultivate this mysterious, almost prince like marketing by mm-hmm. by withholding his image. And how do you market that? I wonder how she like, is going to market that. For example, Daft Pump, Pump, Daft Punk, and, and Banksy, two yeah. great examples of. Um, he he let, he listed one example like um, Stanley Kubrick. We got pictures of Stanley Kubrick, fucker. Yeah, yeah. Might be throwing around pop culture references. Get it right. Um. <laughs> But you know, I mean, it's it's a good point. Like sometimes, like you know, the his, uh, half of hysteria around Banksy was like, "Who the hell is he?" Right. So now, I find it hard to believe that this guy has not been photographed, Thanks. and that he's been buying photographs. Like with what money? When he's like the bishop of some congregation, diarchies or whatever they call the yeah diachies, <laughs> diet cheese, <laughs> cherry yeah. diet cheese. I. <laughs> I, I don't see, like, you know, like, if you're a pope, I imagine you can sling around a couple million dollars. And also, there's going to be a point where someone's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take your photo and I'm going to run with it because, sure. just because I'm spitting in the face of power. Yeah. 
So if right, that, but you know, then if you, have you go killed. to those lengths to have your photograph removed from anywhere, and someone says this is a photograph of you, how do you prove that? Uh, if there's only a photograph, yeah, yeah. If, if you can't like someone place took your picture them without you knowing, and you well, show first it of all, when you're wearing and that person, and that when you're wearing like, pope God. robes, it, your your <laughs> argument is a little bit stronger. I doubt he was wearing pope robes right, at the time. Yeah. But I'm saying like now, like you know, are you saying no one in a Vatican City is going to be able to covertly snap a photo of him? They've all got iPads and iPhones. Like That's my true. God, if he if he just hang his mug out that door for one second longer in the pilot, mm-hmm. you know everybody would have swiveled because everyone's got their f- cell phones out taking pictures. Uh, yeah, of course I think that's part of his. I, th- I think if I read between the lines correctly, he's going to shut down the Vatican to tourists. It seems like it. Yeah. it seems like that's where he wants to go with this thing. How are they going to make money? Wow. Just straight up donations funneling into the church because like they're they're shutting down marketing. Like, they're not really going to have marketing so much. Uh, certainly not with his face on it. Maybe just this silhouette. That's what I say. Pope. I could see you could do, you could easily do a marketing campaign around, you know, the you know the Pope of no Pope. They're going to get into yeah. kangaroo farming. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> kangaroo hide. Yeah, let's talk about that. There is just a it, fucking kangaroo roaming the gardens is in that Vatican a, City. For, so there's a couple things because, you know, Dan Harmon's been on an Australian tour and he's making all these jokes <sighs> about how, what a menace, I guess, kangaroos are. They're dangerous. And if you see yeah. one up, like. you see how buff that thing was? No, yes. <laughs> it, I actually, because Dan Harmon started talking about this. Like, if you look at a kangaroo, like, like you know, the giant kangaroos, not the little wallaby stuff. If you look at a, a big kangaroo, mm-hmm. they look like an old man who's done a full round of steroids. Yeah. They're just this ripped and shredded, weird, kind of hunched forward. So many muscles, they can't rest their arms. Yeah. yeah they're like, they're, and, and, and they're, they're, they're vicious sons of bitches. Like, I thought the joke was going to be that that kangaroo just comes out and starts. Punches him. Mm-hmm. Tears <laughs> the robes off. and Like, puts him in a headlock and uses powerful hind limbs to eviscerate him, and that's right. it. Uh, but it's but, just roaming the gardens. Now. Is that a this real kangaroo? Because I think it's a little CGI. It was CGI coming or maybe out of the box, Muppet. But I think a couple of shots definitely look <laughs> like when he comes. When he comes over and just I catches its eye in the bushes, I'm like, that can't be a real creature. <laughs> right. It might be a Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a Muppet. Just a guy's hand in there. <laughs> is he going to start? Is the kangaroo going to talk? It might like I almost maybe when it'll I first be the saw, voice of God. Maybe God will speak what to him I'm, through like the, the serpent. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. I can see him oh, in the garden, of course. Exactly, exactly. I can. I'm just saying. Like I, when I first saw that kangaroo, I'm like, I bet at some point this kangaroo's lips move and he starts talking. Yeah, he's gonna be the voice of all. Oh, Lenny, you can't do this. <laughs> kind of like the dog. Kind of like the dog in that. Uh, Ryan the Riddle. voices, the yeah. voices. Now, Lenny, <laughs> who just shipped someone a kangaroo? Also, yeah. How did they? The how did they get a kangaroo? The, the prime minister of Australia, I guess. Oh, it was a gift, right? Right. I thought. Yeah, what am I going to do with it? Uh, yeah, just release. Don't. It, no one ship kangaroos to the Bald Move Studios. Oh, That's, now we're going to get five. Don't ship. Yes. Uh, this is my plan. Don't oh. ship. Do not. <laughs> Whatever you do, ship a kangaroo here. We're just going to release it into the wild of the Red Bank. So, <laughs> uh, it yeah, no, I, I like I said, this this was a real curveball because I thought I knew what I was getting, and then they completely knocked. I felt like this was a long sequence of uh, them knocking me down. Um, they also, you know, him welcoming out the kangaroo who calmly walked out seemed like a miracle to everyone who was watching. Yeah. And Sister Mary just mm-hmm. kept saying, you're a saint. No, you're a saint throughout the whole thing. I'm sure that only fed more into the fire of him thinking he could just improvise a speech that got yeah. everyone 
amped Well, up. and you know what? The fact Sweet. that after he condemned the crowd and said they're not worthy, the fact that a storm rolled in, yeah. yeah, I think that's as effective. Like, we talked about how effective it would be if you did, like, raise your head to the sky and the part clouds parted, like... That's some Old Testament stuff, too. Yeah. Not to mention he's looking like the fucking emperor in silhouette here. Like, right. Yeah, Jude Law he, vamping up there in shadow was pretty effective. It was. His speech I, sucked. I actually, His speech sucked and was terrible. Probably my favorite moment of the whole episode is the laser pointer moment where he's like, yes. stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so, yeah, like, so he's, how dare you paint a pope with a laser? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that's that just a weird. And uh, why did he have his speech notes? The little kid from Texas asking him about how to believe in God because he gave yeah. like. I mean, that was the whole thesis of his speech. He said, "How do I believe in God?" And he said, well, "I'm. It's not up to me to do that. You need to do it." Uh, so what was he? Don't lead little Timmy to it. Right. But why was he when he said he was given an answer during the kangaroo part of about like imagine everything you like that's God. Right. Like, did he just decide in a moment that, like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm I'm not going to help people approach God, and I'm not going to approach people. Yeah, I think everything that he went through, Sister Mary and um, Spencer. Right. He could be a little that. disillusioned with Spencer turning right. on him. Yeah. Mm. He's had prophetic. But dreams. why did he think Can that we talk Spencer about like the speech in his dream in the beginning? Sure. Where he says, you know. Kind of regressive to go back to episode one, but what, you know. <laughs> you know, where he talks about we have to be open to gay marriage and we have to be open to masturbation and all of those things. Yeah. That was his dream, right? Right. And those mm-hmm. clearly don't seem to be things that he agrees with because when that, um, the. Oh, the poor cardinal, gay pope. The cardinal. Or the poor gay cardinal. Gay, suddenly yeah. he just couldn't be in the room with him anymore. He got so uncomfortable, he pressed the button. But is that his genuine thought, or is that what he's trying to do to... Right. Like, is that his... I mean, he didn't treat it like a secret that he's going to use against him later. Mm-hmm. No, he's just getting, like, you can't be a cart... You can't be training priests anymore because you're gay. But is that is that his... Is this going to be essentially... Really well, and they talk about his sexuality and the fact he's got none. Like, I wonder, like, are we seeing a deeply closeted pope? Or are we seeing a pope that... It's not closeted in the sense of his sexuality, but just the fact that, like, his humanity has been closeted. Like, mm-hmm. is he the arch-conservative pope, or is he the ultra-liberal pope trying to get out? And I, I don't it's know. It's a good question, and I, I don't know that we have an answer yet. And maybe like, does he I, himself – is he, like, the pa- Batman of popes? Like, the Batman. liberal pope is the, the, the pope people deserve, but it's not the one they need right now? <laughs> I Because I, I thought that initial speech, like you said, was his, like, inner thoughts. Right. And that he couldn't act on those inner thoughts. He had to be a pope and say these other things. But now, like, I'm not sure. That might be one of his worst fears. Like, oh, maybe I get up there and I accidentally say something like this. Right. And then also... um, not, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, the, the girl who comes in... <laughs> To when he presses the button has a has a better excuse this, at least it's has an excuse. Like, oh, and then he asks, like, "Oh yes, it's my snack." That's what she calls it, right? Which like okay, and he's just like, "That's the excuse. It's time for a snack. Is it really that urgent?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. That was great because that was the exact well, see, feeling I had. Be, he needs to be a little bit slyer about hitting the button. He can't lean over six feet and fumble <laughs> for it. And I feel it, like it it's gives the, an audible buzz the... too. Every single time, it gives an audible buzz. Oh, it's man. very slight, but you can hear it. I think that's exactly what he wanted. He wants you to see him slowly reaching for the I, button. But yeah, there he did. But <laughs> I feel like the person who built the desk should have put the button closer right. to the chair. Yeah. Well, closer sure. to the middle. But wait a sec. Wait a second. Well, then it's you, easy to just press it on accident. I thought he was he was shining on the gay priest too. Uh-huh. But his reaction made it seem like he was embarrassed that 
it was made very artificial, the the reason that she came in there. Right. So it made me think, like, he didn't intend to just, like, you know, fuck this guy off. But I don't know. Yeah. It's tough because he does do the slow reach. He does the slow pope reach to the button. But, yeah. The he, same way he did with Voyello right. while he's looking at him. I mean, right. right. But all except for he had a look of like almost fear. He had a different, like a look of fear and disgust on his face. Yeah. Do you think that guy knows the button's there and what it's there for? That's in, a good question. In his time? Probably. The button's probably never been pressed on him before. Yeah, probably not. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's the difference. Voyello definitely knew. Yes. Uh, is there anything else you we know. need to... What do you think about Sister Mary's uh, I'm a virgin, but this is an old t-shirt <laughs> t-shirt? I think it's too She's gonna, cute. You're going you're gonna to wear that in the Vatican humor. City? Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the story behind the redhead? The redhead? The kid? The one is a cardinal, but he's like a missionary out in Africa cardinal. <laughs> I think it's a real son. <laughs> yeah, but no, but what, do you, what is so... Is this going to be the story of people's cynical manipulation of this poor, stupid Lenny? So he's going to give this, mm. he's going to be a terrible pope so that the pope they all want, which is the redheaded kid, is going to be ushered in and he's going to be like the good pope. I don't think so. The old Season pope. two is the good pope. The good pope. Can we go the older? Can we go older than a normal pope? Like go from the young pope to the old pope? The older, the oldest pope. <laughs> Can we get pope? the like guy who's idea, got the, the oxygen mask? And he's smoking. The old pope. <laughs> like, you gotta be careful with that, that little boy, the boy priest is helping him out. Like, he's a little bit, he's he's getting the oxygen and the, the flame a commingled close. a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, get him. Get him. Like, can we have a first pope that needs oxygen all the time? He has to have an oxygen mask. Like the Pope Mobile, it's not a bubble to keep gunfire out. It's actually a <laughs> hyperbolic <laughs> chamber. <laughs> Or hyperbaric, not hyperbolic. <laughs> hyperbolic. Jude Law is in a hyperbolic chamber. This guy's in a hyperbaric. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, All right. I'd I'd watch the old Pope. Yeah. The old Pope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have. I feel like I've been watching the old Pope all my life. <laughs> That's true. Right. Um, okay. I I don't have much more to say. I'm still in on the c- series, but this was this was a significantly less fun episode. I thought maybe more absorbing and cerebral, spots, yeah. but. All right, there you go. Bald Move TV, uh, TV at baldmove.com if you want to talk about the Young Pope or any of the other things we're going to be talking about going forward. Uh, We'll see you next week, at least for the Young Pope, and talk to you then.